0: It's gonna be a very, very intense
1: journey. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to episode three of Frame Skip. I am your host for the day, Elijah Steele, and with me, I have my best comrades, keeper of the role, Mister Seth Flaykhouse. Heyo, heyo, heyo. How are you today, Seth?
2: Dude, uh, I'm tired.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Seems like you've been working quite here. a lot.
2: Uh, yeah, so in the fact of this global pandemic, people decided to buy out all the toilet paper. Of course, I make toilet paper for uh, for my work, and it's been nuts. I also got called in tonight at midnight, so after this, I got to get ready.
3: Oh, my God. Wow. Because yeah. you're going to make more toilet paper? Yeah.
2: Well, we're, we're shutting down to do some maintenance on the machine, and then we're going to start back up
3: tomorrow. So there's a toilet paper machine.
2: Mm-hmm. it's about the size of a football
0: what field. is your actual job seth is there like a role you have in this factory or is it just I you press just the make red it
2: button so i work on the actual machine there's two parts of our facility well there's really three parts one of them's a warehouse but there's mm-hmm. two parts to the p- making of toilet paper i work on the massive machine the size of a football field it's about 60 feet tall wow um it turns pulp into toilet paper we make toilet paper rolls that are about 16 feet high and maybe uh 20 feet long, and then okay. we send them downstairs to the converting section to get turned into small rolls, which you would find in your uh, convenience stores. Interesting. Interesting. Yep. Welcome to now, how it's made.
3: Right. Yes. Do you yeah. have a, like a white lab coat with a yellow plastic <laughs> helmet and a <laughs> no. a clipboard?
2: No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't need to do any of that. In fact, the machine is, if I did do that, I would probably overheat because the machine is so hot because... When you make paper, you mix it with ninety nine percent water, the pulp. So basically, what the machine is is a giant dryer. It sprays it onto a fabric, and then the fabric and the sheet gets separated. But it's dried through that whole process. That's why it's so big. Interesting. And we and we crank out one thousand three hundred and fifty meters every second. Huh. Is that the is that the machine that that caught fire? Some of that down here. Uh, The machine catches fire quite frequently. Honestly, it's it's. A, a giant fire has. Now we we've turned uh, we, to technology to keep that from happening uh, in the last five years or so. We we installed these things called fireflies, and essentially they detect a spark or smoke and they'll shoot out mist, and they'll go off for a while to to prevent any fires from happening. So really we don't get many fires anymore. But that used to be like a weekly occurrence back in the day. Oh wow.
1: Yeah, I'm. A, I'm always fascinated learning this stuff.
2: I'm a certified member of the fire brigade.
1: Then, uh, on my other right, since there's no one sitting next to me, we have the coach, Kyle Newman.
3: What's up, everybody? How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I learned about toilet paper.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it, it, that was actually, that was genuinely really fascinating, and I liked learning about it.
3: It was better than that Sony little conference they had today.
1: Let's not talk about it. <laughs> I can talk about toilet well, paper. I we're going hours. to talk about so, it. I know so it. much about toilet
3: paper. So, wow. no, I'm doing good. good. Just excited to do this podcast.
1: Yeah, I've been ready all day. Then, bringing up the rear, but definitely the front of us, we have the journalist formerly known as Mario Kart Wii One Hundred and Forty, oh, Austin Eller. Wow, that's a okay. I like that one because Mario
0: Kart Wii One Hundred and Forty is long gone. As I have
1: it will never die.
0: But but I like the fact that you're bringing it up again so that people always know that Computers at one point die. at one point Mario Kart Wii One Hundred and Forty was in fact my PSN name until one month ago.
2: It was your whole (laughs) online moniker for the longest time.
0: Yeah, it was. It really was. Well, the thing was I used Mario Kart 140 for a while. Um, But Mario Kart Wii 140 was my my PSN name. So I think more people know me as Mario Kart 140. But yes, it it was Mario Kart Wii 140 as well at some point. But yeah, um, while it's my turn, I suppose I just want to let you guys know that my sound quality is not going to be as good this week because I am at home and not going into the office anymore for the foreseeable future. Uh, but that's the card we've been dealt with this said pandemic
1: yeah we're
2: definitely gonna get into that later for sure
1: yep oh yeah now just a few little housekeeping details the first video is up on the frameskip youtube channel it is austin and his girlfriend opening up their austin say it animal crossing nintendo switch it's so pretty. Yeah, I'll it's a that.
0: really cool. Limited edition. I'm sure you guys have probably seen it at this point, but um, those that Is are that a interested in Animal Crossing. Crossing. No, it's not. It's uh, the normal switch. So
2: Did you did you get rid of your old switch to get it?
0: I have it still. Actually we have four switches in our apartment right oh now because Andy goodness. also got one. So oh
3: dear dear lord.
0: Yeah, so we're He's we're flexing
3: both today, gentlemen.
0: very big fans right. of Animal Crossing and decided, hey, we're gonna spend six hundred dollars on two switches when we already have two. <laughs> so <laughs> Um, but no, we're gonna sell both of our old ones. We just haven't done it yet. So, um, but yeah, cool. go check that out on our YouTube channel. Frame, or I guess it doesn't link yet. I was gonna say YouTube.com/slash/Frameskip, but it's not that yet. Uh, it's not, not yet. Just search okay. Frameskip, or yeah. uh, it's on our Twitter, Facebook, whatever.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll cover all of the uh, things here shortly. But also be known, next week is our Animal Crossing Extravaganza episode. <laughs> uh, I know for a fact. Coach, Austin, and I are all getting it.
0: Yep. Yep. I don't know um, if Seth is or not. I've never Seth played Animal Crossing
1: ever.
3: Neither have I. Oh wow. Yep. I've oh never wow know. I bought the original one but started playing it. I'm like, uh nope, this is not for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well, I'm genuinely curious to hear what you think of this new one then. Yeah what I, are I the animals
2: true. crossing is the line are they crossing the line
1: oh they're
0: crossing the line all right buddy. <laughs> <laughs> they're Why crossing the that line cross the
1: road um, now, I'm, I'm a huge animal crossing fan it is my favorite nintendo franchise so i'm i've been waiting for this for so long i bought my switch three years ago because i'm like there will eventually be an animal crossing i'm just gonna buy the console now
0: yeah i mean it's I love Animal Crossing so much. I played probably 300 hours of the 3DS one, and um, just actually before they really talked about, I think it was right before the Animal Crossing Direct where they showed more of New Horizons. I went through and bought every single one of the Animal Crossing amiibos, and um, just really been like an Animal Crossing mood. So I'm super excited. And while I say it's the Animal Crossing Extravaganza episode, I'm sure we'll still talk about other stuff, but. Oh yeah, I know There's three of us. A lot of animal crossing. Yeah, three of us will be talking about that for a decent portion of next episode. So look forward to okay. that.
3: All right. So what was cool is like Austin would send me links. Hey, these uh, amiibos are on sale, and so we kind of helped each other out. Yeah. Get the amiibos and the cards too. So mm-hmm. that was good.
0: Yeah, I actually had some doubles from this. I think it was series one of the amiibo cards that I just sent Coach, and then Coach sent me some doubles he had from series four four yeah I forgot they yeah. did cards so we kind
1: of traded back and forth but and they're good too i
3: mean like they're yep. pretty good they're really high quality
1: yep awesome yeah i I had no, no idea they did cards yep. i kind of want them now because
3: there's a, a lot
0: long. of them there's like 400 but so. it
3: went up though like i bought it the week yeah. before it's like it's they went up
1: i think they'll i feel like they'll they'll re they'll, uh, they'll pre- go up. down again yeah. after the like Massive hype for the game coming out that kind of dies down a bit,
3: yeah. But it'll be interesting if they come out with another series.
2: Does Nintendo still artificially uh make, make artificial scarcity on their games? Remember how annoying
3: that was no. for a few years? Oh, god, yes,
0: yeah. There yeah, haven't really yeah. been any games that, or games at least, that have had issues, and even amiibos haven't actually been too bad in the last they backed
3: off on the whole amiibo thing. I yeah. mean, like mm-hmm. they're not making as many. Anymore?
0: Yeah, that's part of it too. Um, I think they
3: did just put out, bring out a Dark Samus. Yeah, now, and,
0: was, and they put her out. And actually, I realized I need to buy her because I have the rest yeah. of the the Metroid Amiibos, and I wasn't going to buy her originally. But um no, they just put her out recently. And I walked into Best Buy before said pandemic, and <laughs> they had tons of them there. So I think it seems like Amiibos are kind of easy to come across now. It depends on which one you're talking about, though. So like a good example is the Dark Souls one. That came out a couple yeah. years ago, that one's super rare.
1: It um, was a GameStop online only exclusive. Yeah. So there Dude, are, there are never, still rare ones.
2: For yeah. the my forever my whole life, I will never forget going to PAX and going to the official Nintendo booth yep. and seeing yeah. them mark up amiibos to like fifty dollars. I was like, Are you guys sh- yeah?
3: <laughs> did they really?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It was bad. Just to uh, bring up the end of these little notes, Frameskip is now available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and TuneIn. So pretty much anywhere you can find your podcasts, will be there.
0: Yep, yeah, we finally got approved for, for iTunes, which is nice, or Apple Podcasts or whatever it's called now. So we're on everything, officially.
1: If if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to email us at frameskippodcast at gmail.com or tweet to us at frameskippod on twitter yep or just visit our facebook site facebook.com frameskippod yep if say your podcast service doesn't have our podcast feel free to i could just say the rss feed here but just message us or whatever and we'll get it to you to make it yeah. easier than listening to this three times to make sure you have it right yep
2: how did the uh, the show go last week gentlemen i wasn't here it was good it was good yeah
0: um it's I actually really to it actually the best show yeah. ever. Yeah, it was the best Frameskip episode <laughs> I will that we'll to ever F-Bone be released. Gangs all
2: here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it was fine. I mean, obviously Coach and I have done a lot of one-on-one stuff before. Yeah. Um, as far as like we used to do the Nintendo discussions and stuff with R&M and even on our own channels, So we've done a lot of that sort of content. So it was pretty, it was pretty good
1: but i've enjoyed it more if my internet didn't stop working yeah half an hour i was so excited too i'm like all right i'm gonna go up i'm gonna get ready and there's no internet was it
3: your internet or your router i don't know I, I bet your because internet was fine
1: they, they like they started whatever it was started working again at like 9 15
3: hmm. and it's like just 9
1: 15 ish to 9 40 ish yeah I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna touch it. I'll wait till we get a new router before I touch anything.
3: Wow. And you were flexing earlier in the day, too, about how fast your internet was gonna <laughs> well, be. Well, guess that what? That was what was when funny.
1: When it came back up again, it was that fast. I have I have no idea what the problem was. How fast is your internet, Elijah? Uh I get about one eighty okay. download.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. Mine's like two twenty, so it's pretty
1: close. Yeah. Considering I get a big before Considering before, I was having, like, 50 download, I love it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's cool. I got a gigabit connection, so I guess that's fine.
1: Mr. Flex over here. Yo, by the way, how are you
2: living with a
1: switch that cut your internet speed down to a third? I, I have no idea. I never actually tested my internet speed. Like, Yo, when I wasn't like, using the Switch, I always just thought, I got 60. Elijah
2: brings a Switch out from, like, the 60s. It's the I size bought of a, last year. That handles a gigabit
1: a, connection. It's the size of a TV. He sets it down. It's, it's not the size of a TV. It's actually
2: he the size of He has to wire his own Ethernet cable into
3: He's it. He's just joking, Elijah. I know. He has, to,
0: he has to go in and and get each pin from the Ethernet cable and, like, manually plug it into, like, the Ethernet slot.
2: It's gasoline-powered. Yeah.
1: <laughs> look, look, I know... <laughs> no,
2: steam engine. It's a steam
1: engine. <laughs> I know Seth is kidding, but someone's going to be out there listening and being like, where did he get this Switch? What is he doing? <laughs> no, that's not real. He's joking. Oh, my God. Gentlemen, what games have you been playing this week? Austin, let's start with you. Okay, so
0: actually this week,
1: because... Um...
0: Uh, first off my school has been canceled until the end of the month and literally canceled like as in we don't have class at all in any fashion Not just online or anything awesome. um, Since I've had nothing to do I got back into uh, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening on switch the remake and I actually bought it the day it came out and I, I got the amiibo and everything and I played a little bit of it originally. I think I only got to like the first or second dungeon. I didn't. I didn't get super far, but I was like, okay, now that I have time, I'm gonna jump back into this. And man, that game is awesome. Really, really good game. And the frame rate stuff is a little bothersome at times. I know if you haven't seen uh, Links Awakening on Switch, maybe look up a YouTube video. It does have some frame rate troubles. They aren't too bad. The issue is the game tries to run, I think, at 60 frames per second, but it drops to like 30, like when you're, basically any time you move between zones. Um, So like if you go in a building and then like walk out of the building again, it'll like suddenly drop to like 30 frames per second for like a solid five seconds. Um, It's kind of rough. It's honestly not the best. Um, I will say the game's not made by Nintendo, so I guess I'm not like super surprised. Oh, it isn't? No, because it's made by Grezzo.
3: Oh, so it doesn't have because okay. i was wondering mm-hmm. i was wondering why luigi's mansion was just like perfect yeah like, as far as the graphics and it was just so smooth mm-hmm. but yet they couldn't get link's awakening yeah so i mean it, i think it's
0: lacking a little polish on that front aside from that though like graphically that game is freaking gorgeous like it's yep. one of the best looking games i've ever played um just the art style and everything about it is is phenomenal um And, you know, the framerate stuff is not exactly, you know, it's not like a new thing to Zelda. Like Wind Waker on GameCube was kind of rough. And then um, obviously Breath of the Wild can get kind of, you know, spotty in places too. But anyway, that's really all I've been playing. But I think I'm pretty close to the end. I'm trying to beat it before Friday, before Animal Crossing. Um, And I'm pretty close. I I think I'm on maybe the fifth dungeon right now. Actually, I think I'm like... Actually, in the middle of playing it, I think my Switch is on rest mode in the middle of that dungeon, so.
2: All right, so I have a question. Yeah. When is the next time we're going to get an actual, real, good Zelda game?
0: Well, we just got one three years Mm, ago. The best one ever made.
2: No, we didn't. didn't. No, we just got the best
0: one
1: ever made. I'm I'm with Seth on this
2: one. I put 50 hours into it, sir.
3: All right. Elijah, how long did you play? Like, to the start menu screen? About
2: 15 hours.
3: (laughs) 15 hours? Yeah. Okay.
2: I love that you can't BS this anymore because it literally tells you in your Nintendo profile on your Switch. So I'm checking, Elijah. I'm checking.
3: Oh, yeah. Let's do it. (laughs) Go for it. It'll probably say played a little bit.
1: Well, Less than one hour. Just on the topic (laughs) of... Should say a lot more than that. I spent a ton of time in that game.
0: Just on the topic of... Sorry not to derail the the fun, but I am curious because I know a lot of people yeah do think that the whole open world... Stuff in Breath of the Wild was a little disappointing. Obviously, I'm on the complete opposite of that spectrum, but I do know people like you guys that weren't huge fans of it. So I'm curious to know whether the next game follows in that path or if it's more linear, like a Twilight Princess. I I should be situation. clear. Here's
2: here's my view on Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's like fine. It's an okay game. I I just don't understand people that think it's the greatest game of all time. And like. The thing is about it is that I truly believe that if it didn't have the Zelda logo on it, no one would look twice at that game. That's I truly believe that. I actually I, I don't, completely agree with that. Like, well, that's with any game though, Seth.
3: Like honestly, that's with any game. The mean, Last of Us, if the second one that comes out, you could say the same thing.
2: I mean But The Last it, of Us has a, a really true mark of quality to it. Yeah, I didn't think that the breath of the wild had i mean when i look at breath of the wild i see nothing that other games don't do better the combat like the only thing you, you could say that that game has going for is the physics engine but i don't really i i really truly don't understand how this game gets so much praise because to me i'm like okay well it's just an open world zelda game but the open world's empty and mm-hmm. like the the really when i put it down was when i went to the four dungeons and they were all the same dungeon. They were, they, they were, they were. I mean, they they were set up differently, but they they all felt exactly the same. And I just did not understand. Well, I was like, well, people were saying this is like the greatest game of all time, and it one game of the year that year. And I think it's just a fine game. I don't, I don't hate it. I don't think it's bad, but I don't, I don't, I really, truly don't get it. I, I think I was just, different. just really
1: bored okay. with it. I was just really bored with it because, like you said, the open world it felt kind of dead. I spent all this time playing it, and I think I maybe came across, like, three things to do, and that was... No, that wasn't counting the enemies I was coming across all the time, and my weapons breaking after two hits. I don't even want to talk about that durability. That durability was garbage. Yeah, that's that's the one terrible thing about that game. Everything else, I think, is fine. Yeah,
0: and I mean, I know it's just different tastes, but like, I really love the open world. I thought the exploration. I mean, you say that there's no other game like it doesn't really do anything better than other games do, but for me, like, the exploration in that game is just unmatched. Like, I don't think there's any game that really has that same kind of feel and and scale. Um, I mean, you can go anywhere. There's nowhere you can't go in that game, and I feel like that's kind of unheard of. Um, you know, even in something like Skyrim, like there are definitely places like you can't get to, you can't go, you can see something and can't necessarily like climb up that hill and get to it. Um, and I know that's not everyone's, you know, kind of interest. Um, but I was really into the whole, just, you know, you could, anywhere you see, you can go. And for me, I didn't really feel like the world was dead. I, I felt like there was plenty there for me. Um, but again, it's just, you know, it's preference. And I, I get it. I can I can see how people would not like it. But for me, is it my favorite game of all time? Yes.
3: Same. And then going back, playing it recently, there's so many, like, really good side quests. And, I mean, there's a ton of things to do in that game besides just doing the the average, you know, go get the shrines and stuff like that. So, I don't know. That's a game that I could play. Like, if there were no other games, if you can only choose one game, that'd be my one game I'd choose to play the rest of my life.
2: Funny enough, we huh, maybe we'll get
1: into that, that later. later. Yeah. I, if I get a chance on, like, a Black Friday sale or that, I'll pick it up and give it another shot. Again, though, I What'd mean, I don't, do I don't
0: think you're doing a disservice to say that you don't like it, though, Elijah. I'm Did mean, you sell
1: it? I got rid of it a long time ago.
3: Oh.
0: I, I know. I, I think it, I can see how people wouldn't like it personally. But,
3: Especially people that hate Nintendo.
0: Yeah. And Doom. Both of you guys don't like Doom either. What a bunch of hey, chumps.
1: I like Doom 3. <laughs> wow. I love Doom 3. Doom 3 is amazing.
3: All right, let's move uh,
1: on. Yes. Coach, what about you? What have you been playing this week?
3: Um, I've been playing... Uh, I started uh, Super Mario RPG. Ooh. Playing on my, my analog uh, Super NT, which is such a beautiful, beautiful constructed Super Nintendo that transfers to HDMI perfectly. So um, I bought it when I was in um, Saudi Arabia and it just looks gorgeous on a monitor. So I've been playing that and then I used, I'm using um, 8BitDo's newest um, uh, SNES controller that has the, the handles like what was on the original PS, the PlayStation controller. Mm-hmm. so it's it's really similar it's a mix between those two the super nintendo and the playstation c- controller so i'm using that and it's like it's such a beautiful and amazing controller so yeah that's what i've been playing
1: coach always
0: oh go ahead Elijah.
1: i was gonna say i've always heard such good things about the super nt yeah
0: and i was and i have two and i was gonna ask you coach and maybe the rest of you guys too um are any of you guys planning on getting the analog pockets yes.
3: oh yes now
1: what is it?
0: So it's basically a new Game Boy, essentially, but it runs all Game Boy games. So Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. Um, it has like a really high resolution screen. Um, I'm trying to think what else. There are a few other things, but it can also play like is it Neo Geo games and like C- Wonder Swan or something like with an adapter. Yeah, ad- they'll probably make an
3: adapter for those games at yeah. some point. It yeah. definitely has my attention.
0: Yeah, and it's only two hundred dollars. And obviously, like the Wonder Swan, oh, wow, the Wonder Swans can be very expensive. So, yeah, um, it's it's interesting. I don't know if I'm going to get it necessarily, but I really want to.
3: And then you could buy a dock.
0: Yep. And yep. And you can dock it. Yeah.
3: Yes, and play it on your monitor, your TV, mm-hmm. and of course, you could use any of your um, Bluetooth controllers. So, but the thing is, is they announced it. And I follow them on Twitter and like every other day they're showing a picture of a Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance game. And everyone's just like, okay, enough already. When, when are we going to have the, um, the pre-order, you know, when can we pre-order it? So I'm just waiting as patiently as possible to Pick that one up but for me
2: for me there's not really any gameboy games right now that i want to go back to like um the only ones i would ever go back to are pokemon and they've all been remade so
1: i love playing me that zoid's legacy Whew. seth what about you what have you played this week
2: uh i i've been jumping back into final fantasy 14 Ooh. pretty hardcore i got back and i played through the latest patch this week um Love that, I mean, honestly, uh, when I play through Final Fantasy XIV, it's like, it blows me away, because you guys had told me for years and years and years, I need to get back into it, I need to get back into it and play through it, and uh, I finally did it last, uh, I want to say July or August, I jumped back from, I jumped ship from World of Warcraft over to Final Fantasy XIV, and I played through it by myself, essentially, because you gotta play through the story in that game in order to really do anything, you can skip it, but there's no point. Um, but I remember playing through the story when we were all playing way back in the day, like 2013, 2014, whatever it was. Yeah. And it was so boring and bad, man. And then when Heavensward hit, they just, he took all that criticism into account and crafted this amazing classic Final Fantasy story. And they, they can keep it going. Every single patch, every single expansion that comes out, that story gets better and better. And this latest expansion, Shadowbringers, is just perfect. It's, it's maybe the, one of the best Final Fantasy stories I've ever played through. I've heard um, that from multiple people. So uh, I, I, I just, I'm on the edge of my seat waiting for every single patch. And the, the characters, uh, you know, have. Because have, I remember in uh, 2.0, which is a Realm Reborn that we all played. I don't really cared about any of the characters. They were really boring. Their designs were ugly. But through all this time, I mean, I've put probably four hundred hours into Final Fantasy XIV in the last year. Um, you just you really attach to these characters, and some of the stuff that happens is like super sad. And I really love Final Fantasy XIV. The latest patch is awesome. Where I'm fighting Ruby Weapon and going through the new dungeon. Um, but other than that, I uh, I started I, I just on a whim went out and, and bought Dreams. And oh
0: man, how is it? How is it?
2: Let me tell you guys, as a person who went to school for video game design, this is almost unbelievable. What they built in this game is completely insane. And I thought that like, oh, there's like a creation engine, like it'll be like a fun little thing to mess around with. But that's not true at all. Like, what they created in Dreams is a full blown video game engine. You can do anything you want in that game. Um... In fact, when you boot up Dreams and you start going through, like, the most popular uh, games that people have created, Mm -hmm. there's, like, complete recreations of, like, um, Super Mario Odyssey and Sonic the Hedgehog and um, Sonic Adventure and PT and um, people are making animated shorts and all this stuff. And it's not like... I'm, my assumption coming into dreams was that it was only going to be that art style that they were showing off. Yeah. But it's not. You you can create like super high resolution models of. I, I know some someone I saw was is building like uh Mortal Kombat um eleven Sub Zero, and it's mm. like to a T, man. It, it's it's perfect. Like if if you have some sort of artistic bone in your body, this is a really cool thing to play around with. Um, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to create a action RPG, I think. And right now I'm just playing through all the tutorials. There's a really in-depth tutorial system in the game because honestly you need it if Mm -hmm. you, not only if you don't have any video game design experience, but if you are just getting into the game, like you Mm -hmm. need the tutorial to learn all the tools, um, and getting used to using a controller, to set things and to rotate things and grab things, um, it is a little bit of a is a little bit of a process. I'm really excited for it to come to PC. I think when PC comes, you're going to see a lot of really really in-depth things because there really is um, a little bit of a, a pain in using the controller and the motion attack detect- detection in the controller. Like <clears throat> um, motion controls are just not good. I think for really specific moves like when you're trying mm-hmm. to center something or line something up it's really hard they do it really well because they use the triggers to grab things on the controller and the harder you squeeze the trigger the faster it will move but if you let up on the controller it will move just a little bit they call it nudging um so I've been messing around with that I'm having a lot of fun and I'm just blown away man I mean now I haven't gotten into the logic side of it the programming side um, I've just been learning the design and how to use the tools, and it, like, I can't speak enough on what Media Molecule created with this game. Not it's not really even a game. There's really nothing to get here unless you want to create video games. I mean, I guess there is some sort of like campaign or story mode, but yeah. That's so that's what I was gonna I'm ask fine.
0: you is because like okay, for example, with Little Big Planet, like I played all of them. I really like mm-hmm. Little Big Planet. Uh, my favorite thing to do was to go online and play other people's stuff because I just, yeah. I just didn't have the patience and time to really sink into figuring out how the ins and outs of the the stage or or uh, mission creation or whatever uh, worked in that game. And I just was curious, like, is the stuff that other people have made interesting enough to warrant purchasing this game alone, or is it more of just a if you want to make stuff that's really the only reason to buy it.
2: No, I mean it's 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 both, right? Because like I said the the engine is so powerful. Mm-hmm. I would I would put it almost akin to a real video game engine like Unity or Unreal. I mean, it's it's that good. Okay. Um <clears throat> awesome. So the creations people are making are like really insane. Now, I feel like a, a lot of people it's either or, right? A lot yeah. of people either are really good at design or a lot of people are really good at programming. So, um, like someone recreated Simpsons Hit and Run this week and I was mm-hmm. playing I was playing that a little bit and that was really fun. But you can kinda of tell like the character models are a little wonky, like they're not great. Yeah. Um, but the game's only been out a week or two weeks. So yeah, I don't yeah, remember yeah. exactly how long, but um so the the creations are going to get better and better and better from here on. And what really made me want to go buy it was um, I looked up just randomly a video on YouTube one day about the coolest creations and dreams and I was watching them and I was like, Oh my God, I had no idea that you were able to create things like this, like survival games. And yeah. you, you can make like, like I assumed all the, the graphics and whatnot were what they showed off, but that's not true. Like there's not just these shapes and um, bright colors and whatnot. You, you can do anything you want in the game. So, when I saw that, I immediately went out and grabbed it. Because, of course, like I said, I, I went to school for video game design, mm-hmm. but I, I never used those skills. I dropped out in like my junior year, um, and I just didn't really feel like I was ever going to do anything with that. But I think I'm going to mess around with Dreams quite a bit, because it's something that I, I do love, is, is the creation. And Yeah, I think I'm going to create an action RPG. And it's something that I'm, I'm, really planning out in my head. I'm gonna start creating design documents for it. But I, am right now. I'm just hunkering down with the tutorials and learning how the engine works. And um, and I'm probably almost finished up with the design tutorials. I'm gonna start jumping into the programming and logic here soon.
1: That sounds awesome.
2: Yeah, it, it's really, really cool, man. It's really cool. I would say, and honestly, the tutorials are so good, and the engine's easy enough to use that if anyone has any like inclination that they maybe want to create a video game someday, this is a perfect way to jump in. Like that that that's the most amazing thing about it is that I think that what Dreams create or Medium Michael created in Dreams is going to open the door for a lot of people to become video game designers like professionally in their future. I because agree. The, the engine, like I said, is so so powerful and so complete that if you can create something in this engine that is really good it, it, it's not too far of a step to say that you could jump right over to unreal or unity and learn that engine and be able to create something in that as well
1: now i hadn't told anyone yet but i originally was going to be picking up dreams here soon but because of everything that's going on now i'm not going to be able to i was going to make a trailer for a fake movie called the frame skip movie and it was going to essentially be the four of us and we were going to have to cross the country and try and get to california and i hadn't decided on who was going to be yet but it was going to be like some major like company or that wanted to like side with us like team up with us for something so it was going to be us going across the country and parts of the trailer were going to be like austin saying no 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 don't fall in the volcano and like just different stuff (laughs) all of us needs like precarious situations like us on top of a snowy mountain just stuff like that
2: yeah no you can definitely do something like that like 100 you can do yeah. that just I... understand that it's going to take a lot of time oh, because God, yes. not only are you going to have to learn how the engine works which is taking 10 hours for me and i haven't even gotten to the logic side so far and that's someone who's got a lot of experience with this stuff but also just Character modeling and animation takes a really long time. Oh, so yeah. If, if you want to jump into that, I would 100%. Well, my plan you know, was 100%. going to
1: be to start that soon, but I'm, I just can't get the game right now. So yeah. that's on the back burner. I wasn't going to say anything, I was going to keep it secret for a long time. <laughs> but I mean, you can. You can certainly go get it. I wouldn't recommend it, but you can definitely go get it. <laughs> uh, as for me, what I've been playing, really, the big thing I just want to mention is I've been playing folklore. The wow. PlayStation 3 uh, JRPG from 2007, made by Japan Studio. Uh, it's really good. Uh, the biggest way I can kind of say what gameplay is like, if anyone has played Devil May Cry 5, and there's the character V, where each face button is a different creature that has an attack, that's exactly how folklore plays. Hmm. I'm, I'm absolutely loving the game. It is a bare-bones RPG Uh, you can't find, like, any items lying around. There's, I don't even think there are any, like, healing potions or anything. Um, you just find a crystal here or there that restores your health. It's very basic, but it's so good, it's so fun. It uses the 6-axis in the controllers, which is something I actually kind of forgot existed. Uh, but it doesn't use it in a terrible way. It's literally just, you want to pull a soul out of the creature, hold R1, and pull a controller up. And that's it. That's the 6-axis of it. But it's a really great game. I'm enjoying my time with it, and I'm excited to actually finish it for a change. just wanted to get through that really fast since we have a lot of news to talk about.
2: Let's talk about some news. I'm really excited this week. It's going to be a good show.
1: Coach, let's start with you. What? Tell me a little bit about this indie direct that happened.
3: Okay, so <clears throat> kind of like what I was saying earlier, like we've been in, in a, as far as just a bare bones like Nintendo Direct, we've been in a little bit of a drought and even though this was an indie focused showcase some of the games that are going to be coming out this year like if if there were no big games from nintendo which we know there will be if it's just going to be uh xenoblade and then um is that it what's another one that's coming out is that the only one that we know of right now
2: Possibly Shimagami Five. Yeah, but it's, that's that's. Oh yeah, around. that one.
3: The uh, well, not the Shimagami Five, but the uh, um, what's the one that was on the Game Boy Advance? I heard the Game Boy Advance. The the 3ds. Oh, Bravely um, Default. Yeah, Bravely yeah. Default oh, yeah. too. Yeah. Right. Bravely, so those are yeah. the only two big ones that we know so far. But anyways, so there were quite a few games, and uh, I picked five that I thought that I would want to play like day one. So the first one that I'm going to talk about is it's called blue fire. Okay. And here's some of my notes. It looks to be like a Mario and Zelda hybrid with some insane platforming, right? Like something you would see in Assassin's Creed or, uh, um, in what you, in what we saw in, um, Jedi fallen order, like running on the walls and stuff like that. And, it's, and then it's also an adventure. So it's a mixture of both. Um, the, the art style is, is um, more on point with Wind Waker. So it's not the eight bit stuff. I think people, indie devs are starting to get away from that eight bit type of um, art style. And then that will release the summer of 2020. And most of these are timed exclusive. So either it's PC or the other systems. But that one looked really, really good, and that's called Blue Fire. The other one called Baldo, B-A-L-D-O, it's an action-adventure RPG. And so it's done by, I want to say, two developers. And what they did is they merged um, anime with like an action RPG game. And so that's where they got their inspiration from. And it looks really good. Say again? What was the name of that, baldo b-a-l-d-o and i want to say that when i first saw it the character models and how they moved reminded me of tales of symphonia on the gamecube Hmm. so it's really bright it's really artful um really artistic sorry um and that one i'm definitely purchasing on day one and so these look to be like relatively long games because
2: yeah it does yeah
3: all right. And so again, <laughs> that's going to be, um, summer of 2020. Yes. Summer of 2020. Now the next one I'm going to talk about would be perfect for, um, Austin and, and, and his girlfriend. Right. And that's called bark and it's a 2d side scroller. Oh, I
0: saw that. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's a 2D side scroller and you you work together to defeat you know the bosses at the end of each level. And uh it's very colorful. Um they did say there's couch co-op. Now, they didn't say anything about online co-op, which I doubt, but what I also want to know is their local Wi-Fi co-op, you know, mm-hmm. so that way you have your switch, I have my switch, and we play together, you know yeah that
0: game looked pretty cool um, yes it really made me cool. think of have any of you guys played uh what is it lovers in a dangerous space time or something i played I oh, that yeah. a yeah.
1: few years ago it's really fun
0: yeah that game's really interesting it's like so all your it's a co-op game but everyone's in one spaceship and basically like andy and i have played that game a lot but like one person will go you know man the controls and then like one person will go to the guns and like move around the ship and move to each gun they need to need to be on to hit certain enemies or whatever it is it's very like this is like uh very like star trek in a way like what i imagine at least as far as like people moving back and forth and like rushing to different sides of the ship uh to hit things but the art style of of bark was very similar to that game so i was i was pretty interested
3: yeah in and that it looks one. really cool it's yeah. very fun. Yeah. Okay. the 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 fourth game, um, is it's like a farming type with adventure. So you play as this girl. It's called Summer in Mara, mm-hmm. and you you play as this girl. You're on this island, and so you're you're creating your island, right? And you 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 can you're you're given a boat at some point. And then you could go adventure other islands. There's over, it says it's over 30 islands that you can, can, um, go and explore. Now, is it going to be repetitive? I don't know, but just the way that it looks and how it sounds, it sounds like it'd be a pretty fun game and something that will keep you invested. And that's going to be releasing real soon. It says spring 2020. And we're already in spring, so why they didn't give a release date, I'm not sure. But, yeah, that one's right around the corner. So, that one's called Summer in Mana. Mana or Mara? Mara. Mara. Um, Let's see. Any other notes I have on it? So, Tropical Adventure tells the story of a young girl on a tropical island adventure to find secrets to the ocean. So, it looks relatively good. And then the last one which is developed by Hello Games, right? And yeah. they're the ones that did, um, no Man's what was Tom. the name? Yes, all right. Now, this one looks amazing. And the thing is about this, their, um, their trailer that they, they showed, the mood was very somber and it, it was emotional. So I think it deals with death. Right, your 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 character looks like this little pillowcase, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And it didn't show any. um, It didn't show really any like um, fighting or any type of combat. But it's definitely you're going to be exploring. So that's all we know about it, and that's supposed to be summer 2020. But it looked really good, and it's good enough to catch my attention. So those are the five games that. In this direct that I feel that I'll probably get day one when it releases.
0: Yeah, I I, uh, I was glad you brought up the one from Hello Games because when I saw them pop up and I don't know if this game has been announced prior to this or if this is like a brand new announcement or or what. It, but it
1: got announced like two or three years ago.
0: Okay, yeah, I had no idea they were they were working on something else. So um, I thought it looked pretty interesting. I really liked the art style of it, but I think what I was more Kind of interested in i guess was the fact that obviously this is nowhere close to what no man's sky was like this is a very scaled down um you know platform adventure type game at least that's what it seems to be um and obviously no man's sky was one of the most ambitious games ever released that flopped on its face and somehow is kind of popping back up again with with the updates they've made but um it looks really good. I'm, I'm very curious about it. Um, I hope they've learned from what happened with No Man's Sky. And I think I'll be picking it up, depending on how reviews go. I think it, it looks pretty neat. So
3: Yeah, of all those, Blue Fire, and that's the game that they used to kick yeah. off there, looked amazing. Like it I does. could see myself just like having a blast with that.
0: That one does look very good, too. So
1: Baldo, really, I, I forgot all about that one until you brought it up. That does look really good. Yeah, it does. So, All yep. right. Well, you know what? Seth, we'll go with yours next. Tell us a little bit about oh, your Oh, boy.
2: I got – this is, <laughs> in my opinion, the the biggest news of the week so far. Um, so, I think it was earlier this week. What day is it? It's Wednesday. Maybe last week. GameStop yeah. put out a um, a note to everybody. Saying how they're going to deal with the coronavirus. Now, I don't want this discussion to turn into the coronavirus because I think it's been said over and over again. And people are probably tired of hearing it. I know I am. Yeah. Yeah. But what they said was is that they are taking all necessary sanitary precautions and, and you know pretty much typical PR stuff. They're sending out like cleaning supplies. Well, it turns out that not only do they not send out any cleaning supplies, they're not planning on sending out any cleaning supplies, Store managers have to um, go out and get the cleaning supplies themselves for their store. Of course, they can't do that because everything's sold out. Not only that, um, multiple governors, pretty much every governor of every state, uh, has said to close down all non-essential stores. Yep. GameStop is refusing to close down. Um, and obviously, that's a big problem, considering all the cross-contamination that happens at GameStop. Uh, they're refusing to shut down. <clears throat> and then they're trying to take advantage via internal memos of the fact that they're going to be the only retail store open, uh, so that they're putting their employees at risk. They're they're trying to gain profit from staying open and, and you know being the only place to get stuff, which isn't even true because you can get anything at Walmart you want. And um, Best Buy is still open even. Yeah, and Best yeah. Buy, even though I mean, no one goes to Best Buy anymore. So. Well, I still. I guess. No, it's time to stop. It's time to
0: stop. Okay, I'll stop.
2: <laughs> um, so, yeah, man, it, it's just a bad situation where, like, these employees don't want to be there. They shouldn't have to be there. Um, but the other thing is, too, is that uh, that guy that I talked about in Episode 1, that Camelot331, he's got a, a connection at corporate GameStop. And they said that not only is GameStop not refusing to close, if they are ordered to close... Like and the police show up to close them down, uh GameStop's planning on suing the state that, that is doing this and fighting them in court. Wow. And also that GameStop can't afford to close down. Uh if GameStop was to close down for a week or two, uh it's it's chapter eleven for them. That's how close they are to bankruptcy.
0: That was the most immediate thing on my mind was like this is very clearly if they close down they're they're done. Yeah. Like that's that was that's the only reason I can imagine they're this desperate to stay open in the midst of literally a pandemic. And, um, you know, I know it's a tough time. I know economically, like the whole world is kind of in a disaster state right now. Um, and it's going to be for a long period of time, but, um, at the end of the day, they're really putting their employees at risk just so they can, they can stay open and, and keep their money. And, I don't know. To me, I you know, I say this and I said this earlier when we when we first saw this topic, but um I really think honestly they deserve to file for bankruptcy over this. But at the same time <clears throat> I say that, but obviously there's thousands of employees for GameStop and I would feel bad for those people if they all lost their jobs, but um you know, I just think this is like you can very clearly tell that the high ups at gamestop literally do not give a single yeah. crap about their employees and that's just sad it's very sad it's and always the thing been like is that, if, man.
3: if they let's say if i worked there right i was just the regular joe working the counter and whatever if i decided not to go in i guarantee you they would fire me
2: oh if, absolutely that's the thing oh, yeah. like, like that, without
3: any saying. hesitation they would fire uh, a person and that is so bad. And that's why they're in the position they are. I mean, let alone with their, their bad business practices that put them in this hole anyways, which I don't even know if Reggie's going to be able to fix them, but you know, this, this looks so bad. And if someone were to die or I mean, let alone get the virus or even, you know, die because of this, because they felt that they had to go to work, that's bad. That will... I don't know. That's just...
2: I mean, if they stay open long enough, it's almost a certainty that it's going to happen. Yeah. But based on just the fact that, like, they're the not only are they staying open, there are still, via the memo, encouraging trade-ins, encouraging tech trades, like, mm-hmm. they so- are... Not allowed to turn down a trade from someone they feel is sick. That's that's another thing. Too. Seth, did
0: you bring up what happens if one of them gets, like, one of the employees gets the virus? Oh God! Do you know about that yeah. information?
2: Yep. Uh, so they have, they have to use their sick days and whatnot, right?
0: Well, not necessarily. I don't know about that, but um, this was actually from this Polygon article I found earlier, um, and they had spoken with a store manager of a GameStop located on the East Coast, and this is a direct quote from him. He said. We asked what happens if an employee does get the coronavirus and came to work with it, and we were told they would have the whole staff of that store on quarantine. The store would be closed to clean it, but then they would have other staff come in to ensure the store stays open. Oh yeah. Which that's a freaking disaster right there. Yep. Like that's just yep. I don't know. It's very, very ethically, just. I don't I've know. It's I've awful. been
1: my day essentially going over a moral conundrum in my head because I have the Resident Evil 3 Collector's Edition pre-ordered there mm-hmm. and it's like I really want that Collector's Edition but also I'm not shopping at GameStop anymore <laughs> so do I still pick it up or wait a minute, why aren't
3: you shopping at GameStop anymore
1: I, I just with all this stuff they're doing I don't want to support that no I
0: mean I, I, there's no way I could support this. I, and like I said, I, I feel bad for the employees, but yeah,
1: exactly. Well, and I mean that... like
3: other places like Walmart, they're still open, you know? So well,
2: I mean like, like supermarkets need to stay open for food and whatnot though. Right. Yeah, I mean that that's different.
3: Yeah. GameStop at...
2: is a video game store that it, it's really a used video game store that deals with, um, products that other people have handled almost exclusively. So when we look at that, it's, it's a giant breeding center for illnesses, Mm-hmm. You know, and that's and even
1: thing. like yeah, Best Buy is staying open. Think about how big a Best Buy store is, and they're letting only ten to fifteen people in at a time. Now, GameStop said, "Oh, we're doing the same, only ten to fifteen people." Look at the size of most GameStop stores. The I've seen GameStop stores as big as my bedroom.
2: I mean, Best Buy should close down too, though. Like, that, that,
0: oh that's no, safe.
1: they need to close down too. For no, sure. I, I don't. I don't disagree. <clears throat> I, I'm just saying, like at least Best Buy has a much, like, is giving people a much bigger berth. Yeah. GameStop once still saying, oh, we're doing the same thing, but not talking about the fact that then they'd be crowding those people in a tiny store.
2: Well, also, Best Buy doesn't deal with used goods, and that's really the thing exactly. for me, is that, like, there's so much being handled back and forth in yep. GameStop. Um, they're not getting the
0: I'm, cleaning supplies. I mean, it's, it's just yeah, a disaster.
2: Mean, they're not getting cleaning supplies, so, like, they're not able to clean the store the way it should be cleaned.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: um we're talking about like hand sanitizer wipes and gamestop was supposed to send it out to the stores this st- they they're not doing that now the store leaders are responsible for going out and getting it themselves and, yeah
0: and naturally you know, with everything that's happening i mean that stuff is hard to find right now and like a, yeah that's the thing. a grocery store i mean that's freaking impossible to do
2: this is creating massive blowback to gamestop i imagine they're going to be forced to To make some sort of statement about it, I mean they're they're gonna have to. I people are are like, if you go to the GameStop subreddit, it's just it's it's a it's a giant crapshoot. Um, like every 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 major video game publication has written about it. It's it's becoming a real big issue. And at this point, I almost wonder if maybe they don't care because they know they're going under. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're just trying to extract every bit of profit they can until that point. Um, but guys. I don't think GameStop's gonna survive the end of the year. I, no. I really don't. Because no. it, especially with the, the consoles um, possibly being delayed, I, I think by the end of the holiday season we're gonna see GameStop gone.
0: Well, not just that, but like when you think about the fact too that so many people are staying inside now. I mean, mm-hmm. I imagine more games like the digital sales I imagine are gonna skyrocket this year. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, for sure. And I you know, no, I I foresee by the end of this year GameStop's gone.
3: And then, you know, just in general, everything's going to change after this, Yep. you know, oh, yeah. so much of our life and I'm not going to say it's going to change for the worse or anything. It's just going to be different. Kind of like what the change was after 9-11. I don't know if you guys were old enough yeah. to remember that, Oh yeah. but, um, you know, things changed, right? Yep. This, things are going to change now the way education is the way. I don't know just it'll be interesting to see um now more than ever is that push to go all digital you know is that gonna be viable is, is it gonna be gonna be quicker are we gonna mm-hmm. get to that point quicker i mean we still it's still costing on the leg to get enough storage to fit everything mm-hmm. for the next five years you know i mean like so we have to overcome that hurdle but
1: that and you know. just think about, uh, like, the one, g- my one friend of Seth and I that I work with, he lives out in the middle of the country and his internet is so bad. Like, when I think it was, I'm trying to remember what game it was, came out, uh, and it had, like, a 20 gigabyte insta- like patch. Yeah. He's like, oh, I guess I'm not playing that this weekend. That was the patch. That wasn't even the install for the game. That's what his internet is like. He has to buy physical or he's not... Playing a game until days after it releases. Yeah. And yeah. that's even with pre install. And a lot of people have that issue. I mean. And like, I have a data cap. yeah That's one of the reasons I buy physical. So when I ha- like delete and then later, oh, I'm going to play this game again, go to reinstall, I'm not using all that data. I'll still have to use data for patches, but that would just be added on top of well, the game install data too. I mean, if you
0: have hypothetically a terabyte data cap, which I used to for years and say something like call of duty Warzone comes out which is like a 90 gigabyte download that Mm -hmm. takes up a tenth of your data cap for the entire month i mean yep that's something that a lot of people have issues with um what i will say just on the topic of data caps is that and i don't want to keep talking about coronavirus after this to be honest i'm kind of over it but yeah me too um what I will say about data caps is is the coronavirus has proven how stupid and useless and BS those things are because mm-hmm. AT&T, I know, has already come out and been like, okay, we're removing all data caps this month yep, just for all their customers. Yep. And it's like, oh, so you can just do that? Like, obviously, it's just a waste of time and money. Like, there's nothing, there's no reason for you to have that if you can just flip a switch and everything's fine. Like, I don't know. I just... It's so stupid. I, data caps are the most pointless thing.
1: I completely agree.
2: I thought they were kind of going away anyway. I haven't heard anybody talk about them in a really long time. I know I don't have them. I do. I have, yeah. I have a gigabit connection. So.
0: A decent amount of companies still have them. I know Comcast definitely still does, and so does AT&T. Um, so it's,
1: yeah, I
2: don't, I don't uh, have one.
0: No, I don't but have one either.
1: Let's get on to better and more fun slash sleepy topics (laughs) austin let's get into the new console details we got
0: yeah so actually i'm gonna lead into this with uh a question we got because i realized after we started the show that we actually had one more and it was from chris and he said how do you guys feel about the different approaches to the ps5 or different approaches the ps5 and xbox series x are taking to their new hardware uh whoever is writing in the doc it's also chris fascinating Okay. And he said, also, how do you feel about Xbox's commitment to backwards compatibility with all generations, while PlayStation makes it sound like only the top 100 PS4 titles will work? So just to kind of lean into this topic, obviously, if you don't know anything that's going on, um, earlier this week, I think it was, um, Microsoft released a ton of information about the Xbox Series X console. And then today, actually, today we're recording on March 18th, um, Sony did this 55 minute like presentation thing on the PS5 specs. And they were very interesting, kind of very interesting to compare and contrast those. And I'm not gonna go super into detail as far as the actual specs go. Um, if you wanna find that information, you can. There's not too much different. I know that on, on paper, it sounds like the Series X is a bit better um, hardware-wise, although I have a feeling that means it's probably gonna be like $600.
2: Well, no, uh, it, it's not that simple, actually.
1: Yeah. Uh, I was told by a few people mm. that, like, behind the scenes of just the specs, some of the things that the PlayStation 5 does actually kind of makes it run a little better. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, the spec numbers aren't as close, but the actual performance should be much closer than Well,
2: so here's... Mm. Here's uh it's two different philosophies for how they're building their consoles and Mm -hmm. I think this is fascinating. Yeah. I didn't I didn't watch the 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 conference thing because I honestly I knew Uh, it was just gonna be good. (laughs) I knew it was just gonna be stats. Yeah, I, I knew exactly what that was gonna be. It was just gonna be stats. Um, but the philosophy between uh these two consoles is really amazing and I think uh as far as like gaming. I'm leaning quite a bit towards the PlayStation Five for gaming. So, basically, the Xbox is more powerful in terms of graphical fidelity and rendering. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: The PlayStation is almost as powerful, but in terms of speed, um, and they're like they're they're in and out. It is leaps and bounds faster. Yeah. So what what we're talking about is. Um, Open worlds loading in an instant. Uh, open worlds loading as you look around through them. Like like if you turn your head, loading. Whereas Xbox, you're going to get a prettier image. But, I mean, it's, you're going to get a prettier image if the developers allow that. Because you, yeah. you got to imagine most of these games are going to be multi-plats. But with the PlayStation, it's going to be way, way, way faster. And I think that is, is more important to me, honestly. I I, really, I could care less about a prettier image at this point. Like Games look so good nowadays so good they, they look really so good that i really, i really don't need anything to look any better that that's just the way i feel about it but like with playstation it seems like things are going to run at a higher frame rate and they're going to look really really good and i think that is that's where they should be i don't i i could care less about how many teraflops the GPU, and the Xbox has. I mean, by the way, it only has two more than the PlayStation, so it's like, I don't really care.
0: Yeah, and I don't know how all those stats compare. It'll be interesting to see how they actually compare once the systems are released, but I was going to bring up this tweet um, by John Linneman, who is one of the guys from Digital Foundry, and he said that basically the solid-state drive in the PS5 is like considerably faster than what's in the Series X, to the point that, they brought up that you can expand the storage with an M.2 drive It's a if it's as fast as the drive that's in the PS5, but there literally is not an M.2 drive that is available for purchase today that is as fast as what's in the PS5. Nope. So, it's fast. It's <laughs> really fast. Like, extraordinarily fast. Yeah. And, um, like,
1: to, to just... I know... I, I knew going into the PlayStation 5 saying that it was going to be much more technical yeah i think the big problem isn't that it's the problem that it made it seem like you're gonna get all the playstation 5 stuff you need to know yeah that's my issue too that's my issue too i I didn't have a problem with the conference itself i loved it honestly i loved learning all this different stuff but it was the way earlier like learn about the future of playstation and like how the playstation is going to be and everything you want to know i'm like well and the thing
0: was they marketed well, that, it in a way that made it sound like this was for the fans like they made exactly. it sound like we were going to see the system we were going to see the games and this was not that at all i mean this was exactly. definitely yeah because you know,
2: like, I, I the only thing i saw was like the technical specs no what
0: they what, what they assumed. were sharing on twitter and facebook was like get ready for the future of playstation and it was like very like marketing driven this is like yeah you you know if you're a fan of playstation you should watch this that's the vibe i got and obviously it that was, was not this at all
1: it was really much more about like for this was obviously the gdc
0: speech yeah, clearly
1: that they were gonna that they were gonna do
0: to the point that they freaking had a green screen with mark cerny in front of it and a fake audience
1: okay okay just a moment that audience moved someone the audience moved like right near the beginning and it freaked me out and i was watching <laughs> it with chris and i mentioned it so all throughout this thing, I'm looking, and at one point, I just freak out and Chris, he just cleaned his glasses off on the one audience member in there. So I just didn't know what to believe yeah. after that. And if,
3: and if you ever, like, just can't go to sleep one at any time, play that back yeah. again. Yeah. Because that dude's voice will put you to sleep.
1: Oh, look, I think the same thing i don't think it's for the same reason i find his voice so soothing yeah
0: i was gonna say mark's, like, like, mark's is a very soothing person
1: listening to his voice i'm like i feel i just feel relaxed with the world right now just listening to him talk <laughs> also my dream is to be like one one hundredth of how smart he is
0: <laughs> um no he's he's an interesting guy i think i can see obviously how people would think he's kind of Boring or or sleepy, but I think yeah. he's 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 very interesting. So, well, no, I just kind of wanted to talk about everything. Um, there were a few quotes I had here that I I thought were interesting to bring up, and we can kind of talk about each each system or kind of talk about them as a whole. But this was a quote the other day from the Xbox Wire when they announced the um or or, or showed off the specs or whatever, and this kind of backs up what Seth says. But they said the team showcased a technical demo of Gears Five. Um, using the full PC Ultra Spec settings, which included higher resolution textures, blah blah blah, as well as a fifty percent higher particle count than the PC Ultra Specs allowed, um, and so I think that's pretty clear. I mean, first off, yeah, graphically this thing's going to be awesome. But secondly, oh yes. um, it's you know it's it's pretty clear that yeah they're very into the whole it's going to look prettier, and you know like Seth said, you know I don't know if I really necessarily need prettier um if it can still run at 60 frames per second that's the thing that matters to me but it does sound very kind of strong on a graphical front yeah um and then the early the other thing to comment on the the speed of the ps5 was this was from an ign article and they said um an early portion of cerny's ps5 talk revolves around the switch to ssds which he says promises much faster performance on next gen systems One area in which this will become noticeable is installing new games or patches. And I thought that last part was very pertinent um, coming from PS4 where it literally takes forever to freaking install a game.
2: Oh my god. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not even a game. Installing a patch, dude. Yeah. It's so bad. It's like initiating
0: download, copying files, like installing. Like there's so many freaking weird things that I've never seen anywhere else aside from on PS4.
2: There's certain patches that the game has to completely rewrite yeah so it takes like an hour just to yeah. after you download it just to install because the game is completely re rewriting and I'm like
1: come on yeah
2: you know like god i I want to just want to play that's all I want to do just so honestly
0: play. like aside from you know faster loading times in games I think that's gonna be a massive step up and really so much better so
2: but yeah. also the UI is gonna run a lot faster. You yep. know we're not gonna be bogged down because sometimes the PS4's UI gets real slow, and I hate mm-hmm. that. Um, I just think, man, when it comes to the specs, the PS5 is just going to be the way to go. It's extremely powerful, but the speed is what I really think is gonna set the difference. Now that being said, backwards compatibility.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about that. So yeah. they announced first off that. You know, and I don't have the full quote here, but if I'm not mistaken with Series X, they're trying to get basically everything from Xbox One and then all the 360 and Xbox original titles that were BC on yeah. Xbox One moved up to Series X. And that's a lot of games. Like, that's a considerable amount of games. They've really flushed out their 360 and, and original Xbox catalogs on the Xbox One at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty much got everything you could want. I mean, it's still missing some stuff here and there, but... Um, and then naturally, like I said, I don't know if they've really talked too much about it, but I'm assuming they're trying to kind of get kind of the same plan that they did with the 360, uh, with the Xbox one, as far as the Xbox one games go. So I'm sure a lot of those will be backwards compatible, but Sony came out and first off this thing, from what I can tell is not backwards compatible with PS one, PS two, PS three again, which I'm not too surprised about. Uh, maybe a little bit as far as the ps1 but ps3 obviously i don't think anyone's expecting that at this point no um but they did announce that essentially they made it sound as though only the top 100 or most of the top 100 ps4 titles would be backwards compatible on ps5 it doesn't even make
2: sense it doesn't make any sense and that... I mean, unless unless they're doing what Xbox One did with the Xbox 360, which is they're releasing them in waves. That's yeah. the way this makes sense. And that's, yeah. po-
0: that's probably what's going to happen. Um, but I'm curious about, like, how soon is this? Because, like, you know, say hypothetically, if I can play Monster Hunter World or, like, I don't know, Spider-Man or Last of Us 2, assuming it doesn't get a PS5 port on my PS5, I'll probably be more tempted to get it sooner, but if it's just, like, Call of Duty and Minecraft, like, I just, you know, I don't really care.
1: Okay, Uh, I'm on the PlayStation blog right now. Here is what they say regarding backwards compatibility. Lastly, we're excited to confirm that the backwards compatibility features are working well. We recently took a look at the top 100 PS4 titles as ranked by Playtime, Mm -hmm. and we're expecting almost all of them to be playable at launch on PS5. With more than 4,000 games published on PS4 we will continue the testing process and expand backwards compatibility coverage over time.
0: So it definitely sounds like the Xbox One then in yeah. that case. Um, but
2: here, here's here, here's what really annoys me, man. Like seriously, this, this gets on my nerves so, so much because they're doing the same thing they did with uh, PS3 to PS4. Yep. On PS3, we bought all these PS1 classics that we could play on the PS3. Oh, God. On PS4, we bought all these PS2 classics. So are you telling me that like we're still... Still going to be able to not move those games over to PS5? There's no absolutely no reason we should not be able to run a PS1 emulator on PS5. I was going
0: to say the thing is at mm-hmm. this point yes, PS1 emulation is a little tricky, but like with the hardware we have now, like you know, my PC can run it perfectly and I'm sure the freaking PS5 can run it perfectly. Like it doesn't I don't know, you it doesn't make any PS1 sense.
2: You run a PS1 emulator on PSP. I mean, it, yeah. it's just yep. it, it's absurd, man. It's absolutely absurd and it pisses me off.
0: No, and it, I I 100% agree because I have so many PS1 games that I purchased on PS3 and I couldn't play them on PS4. And same thing goes for uh, PS2 because I had purchased PS2 games. um, Or I guess on PS4, I would have purchased PS2 games and then I won't be able to play them on 5, supposedly. So um, it's just frustrating. And it's like, okay, this is supposed to be an ecosystem, but it doesn't really feel like an ecosystem on that front.
2: No, it doesn't. That's what really makes me mad about the PS5. I'll probably still get it. I'm way less excited for it Um, now. There's no backwards compatibility with uh, one, two, and three. Uh, There's a lot of games on three still that I would love to play again. You know, Um, the Metal Gear Solid collection. My my Watson just bought a PS3 because he wanted to play the Metal Gear Solid collection, which for some reason is not on PS4.
1: Nope. Well, Elijah, it might be soon, right? So, uh, going into my story, and there are a few things to this. Just follow me. I'm going to get through it. the little things fast. So, about two months ago, rumors broke that Silent Hill was potentially being looked into by Konami to have other people make it. Konami then said, yeah, we're kind of shopping it around. Rumors then broke about a week ago that supposedly... There are two Silent Hill games in development, both by Sony as PlayStation exclusives. One is a soft reboot of the series with the lead programmer, uh, the lead on music, and the lead creature designer from the original Silent Hill, along with a team of people who supposedly worked on the Siren game. Um, The other one... Is an episodic series Episodic or anthological series That is to be made by Hideo Kojima Kind of like a reboot of Silent Hills Now this is all speculation But it did come from A source uh, A website called Rely on Horror Which does have very good sources Has broke uh, Silent Hill things in the past And then a new Rumor comes out A few days ago Broken by, what is it, Jack what What's the controller guy? Jack on... or I have no idea. <laughs> Jack of all controllers. Jack of all controllers. <laughs> who is a known Konami leaker. And he corroborated with a 4chan post from January that said, not only is the Silent Hill stuff all true, but supposedly Sony is looking to buy the IPs for Silent Hill, Castlevania, and Metal Gear. And the Castlevania reboot would be in the style of Bloodborne and Castlevania Lords of Shadow, which all they had to say was Bloodborne and i yeah. yeah. Normally, it's just a rumor, so I don't really take credit into it, but we've had people... There are multiple people involved now who are known to get rumors from these different studios or series. Like, they have had accurate leaks mm-hmm. in the past, which lends a little bit more credence to it all. Looking into it, there have been 11 Silent Hill games... Six games were then pitched and did they didn't want or were canceled. There, That's a lot of Silent Hill that's just left untouched. The last game was eight years ago on the PlayStation Vita. Yep. That was the last and Silent Hill wasn't game. It like, that came wasn't out.
2: It like a weird spinoff?
1: Yes. It's called Book of Shadows. It's actually made by Way Forward, which I've played that game a lot and had no idea that was them. So that kind yeah, of surprised no, me. But yeah, that actually that year we got two. It was uh, Downpour on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 and Book of Shadows on the Vita. That was the last Silent Hill we got except for the PT demo, which was supposed to be Silent Hills. and I still cry at night. Um, th- this series has a lot of room to grow because of the way it's set up, how it's just ever expanding. And Konami is leaving money out the table because everywhere I go... There's people always. I miss Silent Hill. Everywhere, people yeah. I didn't even know liked horror games. Just like I could play Silent Hill again. Like, where did this come? It's from? one
2: of those. It's one of those classic franchises. Man. It really is. Video games.
1: And if this is true, not not only it, would I like it because Silent Hill will come back and Castlevania, two of my favorite series. But if this is true, this is huge for PlayStation. Yeah. Like, this is massive. I
0: think that's partially why I think this is very interesting and potentially true because, you know, we talked about this before, even in the three episodes we've done of Microsoft buying all of these studios, like an absurd amount of studios. And obviously, it doesn't seem to be Sony buying Konami. It just seems to be them buying the IPs. But mm-hmm. those are three massive IPs. I mean, even Castlevania, like, I mean, when's the last time we really had a good Castlevania game? It's been a long time.
1: Lord of Shadow? Yeah, and, and, and that was, what, like 10 years ago? That yeah. That's, again, what's really saying something that we're seeing here. When was the last good Castlevania game? But all the time, all around me, I'm hearing ab- about Castlevania from people. People still care about these games, even though we haven't had a good one in almost a decade from either of them. Yeah. That I mean, really says something about the power of these franchises. And that's why, again, these are rumors I wouldn't normally bring them up, but there are there's a lot more credit going into this now, mm-hmm. and this is this is just huge. This I think
0: Silent huge. Hill would do really well, um, especially if you look at Resident Evil right now with how mm-hmm. well the Resident Evil Two remake sold. Just seeing how much nostalgia people still have for that series, I have a feeling it's pretty similar with with Silent Hill. So,
1: yeah, um, I mean, I mean, yeah. there's there's even kind of stealth confirmed, like. Two months ago, or something like that, was they're like, "Oh yeah, by the way, there's a new Silent Hill and new Fatal Frame movie in the works too." Yeah, this it's wouldn't like-
2: surprise me uh, necessarily because it's no secret that Konami doesn't really want to make games that much anymore. Uh huh. Yeah. So exactly. it wouldn't surprise me if um, they offered to sell to Sony, and obviously Sony, that would be a huge buy, buy a huge get for mm-hmm. Sony. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then Sony, of course, having Kojima. Mm-hmm. in, you know, their back pocket. Well, sort of. They're they're more like partners. Um, yeah. But this could be a thing that really happened. And when this, this rumor broke, I expected it to be refuted almost immediately, and it hasn't. So no. that lends me to believe that this is going forward, and I have a little more reason to believe this is a, a, a truthful rumor um, coming out. And- Although, uh, it's also one of those rumors that just, like, does, wouldn't really crop up out of nowhere because no yeah. one was thinking about this. So it that, that's also – usually when I start believing rumors more and more is when they're really, really random. Yep. If something, like, we've always wanted yeah. gets rumored, I'm always like, ah, eh, it's probably not that – not true. But when something random like this, I'm like, oh, okay, well, that – i can see that happening
0: i'll just say this if sony has a freaking exclusive silent hill exclusive castlevania and exclusive metal gear game on ps5 i mean that's that's like a huge deal i think for
1: for three different like fan markets yeah that is system selling yep absolutely and and that's why like i i want to stress enough even silent hill I know people that would be like, oh, there's a new Silent Hill coming out for just for PlayStation 5. I have to get a PlayStation 5. Like, all three of these series are system-selling for their respective fan base.
2: Yeah, and um, I know people... I mean, Metal Gear, just by itself, is huge. And I know people mm-hmm. generally didn't really like Metal Gear 5 all that much. But um, I think, you know, like, you could make, like, you'd make like a really awesome... I mean, especially if Sony's overseeing it, man. Sony and Kojima working together without yeah. Konami butting their heads in. The possibilities for a Metal Gear game are just absurd. You know, just absurd. Um, And now with Kojima, like, using other people's engines and whatnot, I would love to see that. Now, like, like, granted, I think the last really great Metal Gear Solid game was 3. I I think 4 and 5 were just, like, okay. But um, I would love to see that. And also Silent Hill, I would love to see Silent Hill make a comeback. I always liked Silent Hill a little more than Resident Evil. Um, I thought Silent Hill was a little more scary,
1: to be perfectly honest with you. P.T. P.T freaked me out yeah, yeah pt was phenomenal and and oh that's gosh. what had me so excited for silent hills
2: dude and honestly like the, the the pt remake in dreams is also really terrifying it's like really scary man and I, <laughs> I did i didn't expect that it looks just like the original pt um it's got the the, the same like sound bites and everything now the model of uh what, what was her name anna was it? lisa lisa the model of lisa needs a lot of work but um the, the, the environment and everything it's spot on and it's really it's really terrifying.
1: I I literally have two backed up hard drives just because they have PT on them. Yeah. <laughs> so I I refuse to lose that demo. It, I like, lost it unfortunately. Yeah. It like like I said, this is just this is massive if it's true. Like this isn't a little thing that would happen. Right. And that's what has me so excited. More than anything, just I would love to see these series come back. Yeah.
0: I Pennsylvania. And I think we could all trust Sony with these IPs. I think that's that's one thing too, is like recently, obviously with Konami, like Silent Hills was cancelled. I think even though I absolutely love Metal Gear 5, there are, you know, like the end was cut. Um yeah, that was that was okay. on Konami. And um there are just things that and again, Castlevania, like the last game that I know of that released was Lords of Shadow 2, and it sucked. And so you know these series have, have been kind of on a rough track and i think it would just be awesome to see them in sony's hands and see what they could do with them
1: and this actually kind of goes back to the you know xbox series x first playstation 5 which would we get oh, the yeah. big thing the big thing i say is whether it's more powerful or not or whatever yep. i would go with the playstation 5 because when i look at the games that sony has exclusive compared to the ones that microsoft has exclusive Sony itself, not counting the exclusive JRPGs like we're getting, uh, Persona 5 Royal. This you know, exclusive to the console, not counting the ones that are just exclusive. The PlayStation branded ones don't let me down. Right. And it's not because like I'm some massive fanboy. It's because they've all been genuinely good. Yeah. Even even days gone at first, I'm like, oh, this is okay, I guess. And by the end of the game, like, wow, that was great. Like, that was a great game, and like the fact that I saw so many people talking about it in Game of the Year lists last year had me going, yeah, I can totally see that. Like they, they just don't let me down, so give me a Silent Hill from them. Coach, you still there,
3: buddy? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I just wonder. No, I'm not going to
1: interrupt you, you like... guys
3: while you guys are talking. So. I'll just jump in.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'm just so passionate about this one.
3: <laughs> my, my take on this is, you know, I put... I remember when the first Castlevania came out. And me and my brother played that over and over and over, right? Yeah. So to me, the best of Castlevania was on the Game Boy Advance and the DS. You know, so I would hope that they would go 2D side-scrolling. Like they, you know, what what was the one on the PlayStation 1?
0: Uh, Symphony of the Night. Symphony of
3: the Night. Yeah, isn't that the biggest one?
1: Yeah. Everyone... yeah, oh yeah.
3: Right, so if they keep it that style, I would hope that they would do that.
0: Yeah. Um, I just, no, I, I know a lot of people love that. I, I will say too, though, like a Castlevania in the style of, of Bloodborne, oh man, I would... Oh my God. That would be an instant pre-order for me. I mean, that just sounds that, that'd incredible. Be that, yeah. that
1: would be the day it gets announced collector's edition for me. Like does a Blood... like. I don't buy too many collector editions. Like I have the Resident Evil and the Final Fantasy ones on pre-order because they're two of my absolute favorite series ever. Other than that, I really don't. But give me a Castlevania in the style of Bloodborne, oh. I'll and it, I feel money. like that
0: that IP just fits so well as like a Dark Souls, you know, Bloodborne Neo mm-hmm. type game. I think that would just be literal perfection.
3: Yeah. So. But didn't the 3D Games were like mediocre at best. Yeah, but really they, the first one,
1: one was good. It was Lords of Shadow, Castlevania '64, yeah. <laughs> that existed, um and Lords of Shadow two. I, uh, I haven't played Lords of Shadow yet. I want to wait till two and then play through them. It was PS3. PS3 and 360. But
0: they played more like God of War. Like yeah. That kind of gameplay. It wasn't like a Souls game, um, and I think it would work way better as that personally. So,
3: and as long as it's dark, even if yeah. they go 3D, as long as it's dark, creepy, scary, then, and, yep, then yeah, I'd be that's down. what Bloodborne
0: is. So if it goes exactly. that same route, then like, yep,
3: <laughs> Fan
1: myself off over here just thinking about it. <laughs> Getting hot and heavy. Well, gentlemen, any other comments or concerns about any of the uh, topics we have talked about today I don't think so no I think that I know uh, in that case let us uh, hit up the question from Pedro you are quarantined at home and only get three games to play for a month which ones do you pick
2: this is easy this Steph, is so easy why don't you start us out with this one yeah, Final Fantasy 14 Persona 5 and Final Fantasy or seven.
1: not or not alright uh, Austin you go ahead and start us out um, so I'm just going to go based
0: off of what I know has like a crap load of, of play time, but also there are some of my favorite games. So
2: I'm sorry. I had my mic muted.
0: No, you're <laughs> good. I'm, I'm going now, Seth. It's, it's my turn. Uh, <laughs>
1: you lost your chance.
0: So obviously final fantasy 14, Um easy, easy, yeah, easy, easy pick. One. There's so much to do there. I mean, I could play that game for years and never get bored of it. So, uh, that game. Monster Hunter World, Iceborne specifically, uh, naturally, because, again, I can play that game for a very, very long amount of time and never get sick of it. Mm-hmm. And then, let's see, just for the fun of it, I'm going to say Doom 2016, because uh, there is a, a lot of replayability there. This is the arcade mode. I, I could see myself really replaying that game and really digging into it and getting better and better. Um, just to mix it up.
1: Yeah. You're just like watching me squirm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but really though I mean you know that game's only probably yeah. eight or nine hours long but and I know you guys don't like it too much but I love that game and oh yeah um, I always
1: hear about people who's like I'm gonna play doom again
0: yeah and I I've ran I randomly actually probably once every two or three months just boot it up and like play a few levels um, you know what it
2: was for me it was a little like I know this is like the, the staple of doom it was a little too fast paced that's why I didn't like it yeah. I was just like it was just like constant. It was like, like a constant push. That's how I feel about some action movies where there's just no downtime.
0: I liked it though. I I, I like the aggressive, like this is like I'm just destroying people feeling. Um I don't know. I know it's not for everyone though. Anyway, next.
3: <laughs> what was your third? Doom. Doom. So you went Doom, oh okay, Final Fantasy 14 and Yeah,
0: Monster Hunter World. Okay. And then Doom.
3: Yeah. All right, Seth. What was yours before um, I, you accidentally I, muted yourself?
2: Yeah, my cat ran in and he's loud. Um, the Final Fantasy fourteen, Persona five Royal, and uh, Final
1: Fantasy seven. Easy. Nice. Yeah, super easy. Well, Coach, why don't, why don't you go next, and Seth and I are going to have very close lists.
3: Mm, I probably go Breath of the Wild because um, just there's so much to do, and I haven't done everything in that game. And then I go like. Old school, like probably uh, go some Quake One original Quake, and then maybe um, maybe Doom Three. Hmm. Nice PC. I do love Doom Three?
2: Doom Three is great.
1: Doom Three is pretty much considered the redheaded stepchild of the uh, yeah, series. I I, well, yeah, I, I, because I it, it, it went to it's so different.
3: Yeah, it went story based and yeah. it, it was more horror aspects, whereas you know, like one Still and two. Still a good game and, though. Yeah. yeah
1: uh,
2: by the way, uh, apparently the new Doom is supposed to be amazing. Now, I'm not gonna get excited like the first one, but like. Yeah, um, I've heard Doom, nothing like, but coming coming good. Out, it's supposed it's to gonna be, be hard. Really, really hard. Yeah. Scary.
3: It's gonna be hard. <laughs> the difficulty level is gonna be up. I've been listening to a lot of uh, podcasts with Hugo Martin on there, and he's been explaining the differences between. Doom 26- 2016 and the new one, so yeah,
1: yeah. I've I've heard nothing but good from people, so you know I'm I'm glad. Like I may not like it, but I'm I'm glad it's really good and people are enjoying it. I think that's great. Yeah. Now, as for my three, when I said my list was close to Seth, uh, my first choice would be Final Fantasy fourteen. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to start playing it here again very shortly with my girlfriend then number two would be final fantasy seven the original on. one
2: hey guys hold up hey listen we all play final fantasy 14 start playing with me <laughs> hey
0: guys well actually mine just renewed but i meant to cancel it because animal
1: crossing is coming out and i'm definitely not gonna be playing that game anymore <laughs> yeah i'll totally yeah, play, I'll totally play for months yeah i'll totally play with you um, I'm I'm resubbing now, partially because no, she wants to get asked, so into realized. an MMO again, and partially because I'm cutting down on the games I'm buying during this whole situation. Yeah. yeah. So I will take the fifteen dollars a month and resub to Final Fantasy. Hey, dude, don't that.
2: worry. I'll teach you the ropes. All right. <laughs> I'll show you how it's done, Elijah.
1: I appreciate you showing me how my level fifty-six character is done.
2: Yeah. I'll show you how it's done. Uh,
1: and my my third game, uh, we talked, we mentioned it earlier in the show. I'm actually going to kind of try and sneak it into each show just as a thing. Uh, Bloodborne I would take oh, as my third yeah. one. That's a good choice. Uh, another one of my favorite games of all time. I really want to go back. I just need one trophy to get the platinum and I could play that over and over and over again. It's, it's like 15 so bucks
3: at Walmart. Brand new.
1: Yeah, it is. It's it's so good. It's it is, a phenomenal it is, game. Like, in my opinion, it is one of the few games I would genuinely say is close to perfect. Well, like it,
2: that's, it's, that's a lot. It's perfect? just so
0: masterfully created. One of okay. these days I will go back and beat that game. But I, I did get very not. far.
2: I will
1: not. What, in fact, one of my favorite things about that game, even compared to the other like souls born games mm-hmm. is any time I died in that game. Most of the time, I, I shouldn't even say most of the time, anytime, every time it was me saying, Oh, I just didn't do that right there. I, or like I missed my opportunity there. It wasn't, well, this, this sucks. That shouldn't have happened. I always saw like, I should have done that. Or there's where my chance was something like that.
2: I do not like mixing pain and pleasure. I do not like <laughs> these things. All right. I, I refuse to play any more souls like games. <laughs>
1: Thanks to Bloodborne, I relate all of them, like Michael Scott, man. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Foliage. uh, Yeah.
2: Nope. No thanks. I I am done dipping my toe into the Souls-like games.
1: But I do believe that is everything uh, we have to talk about today. Anybody have any closing comments or concerns?
2: No. Nope. Nope. I think Look every, out I think for Animal a, Crossing. Everyone's everyone's a little bit in an off mood because of the whole yeah. you know, negativity in the world going on right now. And
3: actually, I'm not in an off mood, and I'll tell you why, because I worked so freaking hard. This time right now is a godsend. I know that's probably the wrong thing to say, <laughs> but my stress level and my... I'm able to... like I'm actually communicating with family members again, so...
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, dude, like, it's just it's it's constant. You can't go anywhere without seeing about it, without hearing about it. And mm-hmm. I'm just kind of I'm kind of sick of it. I'm I'm kind of run down a little bit. I, went I got to ten her. hours of
3: sleep last night.
2: My my gram ran out of, of that. my gram ran out of uh, toilet paper, and of course you can't find any. So I, I being the toilet the, the master of the role, keeper supplied the role. her. Yeah, the keeper of the role supplied her with. Um, a 48-pack this morning. Was it that. at
3: least cooled down from when you took it out of the oven?
2: Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was all good. Um, and, like, I I dropped it off on her porch, and I had to stand on the outside and talk to her. And, like, it was just really sad. She started crying, and I was like, yeah. man, this, this all sucks. Like, you know, like yeah. I, I just, my mom's, like, real sad and lonely because she's, you know, quarantining herself because she's 60 years old and gets pneumonia really bad. And yeah. it's like... It's just a little, it's a, it's a little down, you know, like I think, I think everyone's
1: just feeling a little, a little down. Yeah. And, and we'll get through that, it though. And yeah. that's kind of one of the reasons I'm like, you know, I, I still have a few games coming out. I'm super excited for, I'm not going to not get them because that'll help keep my spirits up in these times. I, if I can't pick up my collector's edition of Resident Evil 3 or whatever, I'll Buy it digitally or anything I need to because that will lift my spirits up, and oh, that's yeah. kind of what's needed right now.
2: I'm like horrified. I'm not gonna be able to get my Final Fantasy Seven Deluxe Edition. Yeah, yeah. I am oh, horrified. Oh,
1: me too. Me too. You uh did you see the thing from Square where they said yeah, you know like we may um, like some may not come right away uh, from Amazon. Just, am- am- like, no, Amazon. no. Final Fantasy itself, like the Final Fantasy Seven official Twitter tweeted out messages saying. There may be some delays in getting physical copies out because of, like, some restrictions and trying to get everything taken care of during this time. Just want to let you know, like, you're, some copies will probably not make it on time. Well, yeah, so from what I and
2: understand, that, it's only... The only people that have confirmed, like, delays are Amazon because Amazon's shipping switching to uh, shipping out essentials. But I, I think for the most find part, the tweet everything quick. else will be fine. No, I read the tweet, Elijah. I don't... I don't like, Not I got it.
1: The one from Amazon, the one from Final Fantasy, the
2: one from Final Fantasy. Like I understand. Okay. But I think I think they're speaking for like Amazon. Like a large majority of people do order games from Amazon now.
1: And Am- Amazon had to come out and say like, no, 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 no. Don't worry, you'll get them on time.
2: Yeah. So I, I think I think I think it's gonna be fine as long as like GameStop doesn't go under in the next but- three weeks, which would be horrifying. But also, I took off that night. Because I assumed I was gonna to go to the nine PM launch, which I, and, and now it's up in the air if they're even gonna do the launch or not. They better. Yeah. Like I am mm. gonna trade hands with some, some people. What
0: date is what is this
1: April? April tenth. April I have a feeling April, that's April, not 9th. happening. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I don't think it is. Yeah, I don't think it is. It's gonna it. get worse.
1: I mean But just
2: allow just allow us to go into the store one at a time. And just pick up my coffee yeah. and walk out. That's all I want. I mean,
0: man. I'm honestly even worried that Best Buy is not going to be ready for me on Friday with Animal Crossing. Like, I'm a little worried that they're going to close. And I know they're trying not to, but um, I don't know, man. I, I It's just a crazy world we're in right now. But, no, I agree with Elijah. Like, I'm going to, you know, if I can't pick up my Animal Crossing physical pre order, I'll just cancel it and get it digital. I'm just going to get it however I can get it. Because like you said, yeah. too, Elijah, I kind of need, like, something lighthearted and fun right now.
1: Yeah, and that's why, like, as crazy as it sounds, like, I I really want Final, my Final Fantasy 7 to get here the day of. Yeah. I've been looking forward to it for so long, and I know that will keep my mind at ease. T- to get heavy here for a moment, my, my mother is getting older. Mm-hmm. She is a first responder. Yeah. So she is going to be right up front there. If anybody has it, there is a very good chance she will come in contact with them.
0: Yeah. And, the, you know, like I said, that it's just it's going to be a crazy period of time. And I again, I don't want to talk too much about it, but I just want to say that, like, obviously, we're going to keep doing the podcast. So look out for yep. this every week for something kind of lighthearted and fun. And yep. we'll try and stay off this topic whenever possible. But I know yeah. at times we're going to touch on it because it's on everyone's mind. I mean, it's on all of our minds. And, and um,
1: you know, we we talk about gaming things and it is affecting the gaming industry. Yeah. The every fact, industry, you know? yeah, uh, but I mean, like the fact that it's a f- it's straight up affecting what we are talking about. So there will be times, like Cyber, uh, CD Project Red came out and said, as of right now, it still looks like Cyberpunk will be coming out in September. Yeah, but so it's
2: well, on, to, just to end this conversation on a positive note. Yeah, it seems like there's been two medicines they found yes. that work very well. I just posted it to my Facebook with a medical study. Yep. So, um, things could be looking up. I know uh, contamination rates have been going down in China. Mm-hmm. There's there's a there's a lot to keep your head up about about this whole thing. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a dire straits for too much longer.
1: So. No. I it, it's one of those things when we get through this, the world, you know, will be changed, It will be affected, but we're going to come out of it relatively unscathed in like everything will be fine. Yeah. It'll be a little different, but it'll be fine. We'll be okay.
0: Humanity's been through a lot. I mean, we've been yep. through a lot worse than this and we um, will come
1: out will come out of it and the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series <laughs> X are gonna come out. Like it's it's not people stocking up on toilet paper like it's the end of days just gets me.
0: Oh um, I don't know, man. I'm I stocked up on so much of it, I can't wait to sell it to to be able to buy my
1: PS five. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for that ridiculous. PS5
2: midnight launch. Hopefully it goes better than my PS4 midnight launch.
1: <sighs> but uh just one last thing to mention before We head out right now. There is, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like the spring steam event or something like that, that Mm -hmm. is thrown by Jeff Keighley. It has like all, it has like 40 plus demos that we're going to be at GDC. Mm They can just play on steam. And I just want to put that out there because by the time anyone listens to this, it'll still be going. And that's what tonight I'm going to be like downloading a whole bunch of those demos to play.
0: Nice. So know I know that was a thing, so I'll do that too.
1: Yeah, I, I want to put that out there so everyone knows. I think this is a really cool thing. He first did it for uh, the Game Awards this past year. I think there were like 12 demos or something. But yep. for this, there's like 40 plus. And he said he plans on doing this throughout the year, like for E3. He wants to get a bunch of those E3 demos and put them on, stuff like that. And I think that's an awesome idea, especially awesome. with this stuff going much more online. Yep.
3: I think it's and perfect. also there's an ad on there. It says Midweek Madness, seventy five percent off, uh, two thousand nineteen. Um, so, any I guess games released in two thousand nineteen. I'm not sure, but,
1: but yeah, I yeah. want put that out there. Make sure everyone knows about it. I think it's awesome. I want to support it to make sure it keeps happening.
3: Yeah, Forza. That's it. Not Forza, but F F1. one. Sorry,
1: F one. Yeah, yeah. So thanks everyone. Uh, that was a good episode and. Uh, I believe until next time, keep wait, on gaming. Wait wait, 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 what? wait,
2: wait, we gotta plug all our stuff.
1: You're right, we do. Yeah, we hey, do. This is my first time. <laughs> Rewind, would do something. <laughs> Rewind, hey, we're still here. Uh, make sure, wait, I plugged it all at the beginning.
2: You do both, Elijah.
1: You gotta do plug both? our Twitters. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, you're right. Everyone, go follow Seth Likehouse on Twitter out. at, is it just at Seth Likehouse?
2: It's at Seth S. Taylor.
1: Seth S. Taylor. I'm going to be honest. I'm terrible with Twitter handles because I just type in, Oh, I want to, I want to tweet to coach. I just type <laughs> in coach. And then it comes up with this Twitter handle. <laughs> Make sure to follow coach at 32 bit professor because that has never changed. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're follow welcome. Austin at Austin. J Eller. Yep. Got it. And, and it, you can find me at local Man And, Don't forget the podcast, at FrameskipPod. Uh, Twitter is where we're all Mm -hmm. much more on um, wording. Write us in with your questions. And email us
2: at FrameskipPodcast at gmail.com. I'll get this
1: eventually. (laughs) I'll get this eventually. (laughs) Follow our Facebook page
2: at Facebook.com slash FrameskipPod. It's all right there in the
1: document. Yes, I'm looking looking at it right now.
0: And there are YouTube videos coming. I know yes both elijah and coach have stuff in the pipeline so if you want well, to... one of
1: mine is kind of delayed because yeah. i can't get the materials yeah. i need to capture gameplay so i was gonna do one in the future It's gonna be one about horror games but i need some materials i just can't get just down yeah. the road so, i know you guys are yeah. both
0: are both working on it and i'll probably have stuff at some point too just not right now so
1: so yep. yeah now is there anything else i forgot no Nope. i I want to all... make sure to get everything Thank you, everyone, and until next time, keep on gaming. Yeah, yeah, I still use it.